This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. What did you play this week? So I, I played a few things. Um, I, I got, I guess, three things to talk about. Um, three? Two of, real, two of them are real small. Small? Um, they're, they're just some some little iOS games. iOS? You don't understand what that is, but it's... Isn't it's that kind the of operating a, system from the early 2000s that's totally archaic and nothing works on? Yeah, but the problem is, is that there's so much support for this thing called iOS, oh, yeah? and I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. There's just more stuff for the iOS market. That's, you're... Now, how do you fit all that stuff on a two and a half inch screen? Because I, I got a microscope one time so I could see what was going on, um, but then I, I gave up and I just went to my you know four point seven five inch HTC Evo from Sprint, the non network, the world's fastest four G network. You're gonna sound like you're gonna sound like a real asshole when I tell you I've been doing this on my iPad, which is three point five inches. I I I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, first game is a tower defense game. Um, I will preface this by saying I like tower defense games, uh, but I don't like all of them. There are some people out there that will literally consume every tower defense game that has ever been created. John and if that's what. If that's if that's your thing, that's your thing. I don't have anything against it, and I can't judge you because there are a lot of tower defense games that I like. Uh, but but uh, this one in particular just really grabs me, probably because of the setting of it. It's it's set in a fantasy realm, um, and it's called Kingdom Rush. And it started off as a flash game, I, I, probably a Newgrounds thing, but it, it it could have been just on its own. It's by Armor Games, um, and it's. It's just a fantasy setting tower defense game, kind of your standard stuff. But it's one of those tower defense games. If you've never played tower defense, you don't move. Uh, enemies move towards you, towards your base, and if they reach your base, from they reach your base, you die. Yeah. And you've got towers that you set up to kill. Now, them. some tower defense games you do move, like South Park. Yes, and actually, there's you get a hero character in the iPad version of this game that you do move around the map. Okay. Um, but it's not like you're taking control of this character. It's just this character has a few abilities. You have basically zero control over them. Um, but you get to move them around the map too. But then there are points where you can put towers. Um, but there's, you know, there's about, I would say, 40 to 60 different enemy types. Um, there are boss levels. There's a campaign mode. And then uh, there's two difficulty levels per level. And then there is a, like a, moderate difficulty strategic uh, they call it like an iron level of difficulty and then there's like a super hard difficulty where they limit the types of towers that you can build uh they only give you like one life so it's just got it's got a lot to it um and it's a tightly tuned tower defense game which i really appreciate uh sometimes when if you've ever played bad tower defense games if you get in higher difficulties they're uh, they're explanation of difficulty for you is to just throw a billion enemies at you, increase the health of them by a ton, and then there's just kind of no way you can kill them. But this is just, it's very well tuned when, like whenever I've lost um, I have felt like it has been my fault. Like I was like, I just put the wrong towers here, or I, I didn't upgrade them correctly. I, You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good. Uh, I really like that. And then one that is much different uh, and much different than any other game that I've really ever played is called Plague Inc. Uh, relatively new game. 
you take on the role of a disease and the object of the game is to infect the entire world and destroy humanity. Oh my god, my ex-girlfriend does that for a living. Shh. I I think I might be better at it than her though cuz I did I I beat a game in like 15 minutes. Did it take her longer than She's that? She's still working on it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I I obviously am better at this than she yeah. is. Uh but yeah, so the the goal of the game is to uh start a disease uh and there are different disease types, you know, bacteria, virus, prion, bio bioorganic weapon type stuff. Now wait, Dr. Mario taught me that there's yellow, blue and red viruses. Well, different countries are using uh, colors to try and cure the virus. Okay. Colors. Yeah, that sounds... That sounds but that, that, and then that is a spin-off game as well called Color of Duty. Okay. You've totally derailed this. But the reason why it's kind of cool is because they tout it as like a hyper-realistic simulation of, of the world. And uh, you start your... your disease in in one country and there are not every single country in in the world is represented but a lot of them are so it's not just like you infect north america and then south america and then africa it's like the big countries have like the bigger countries have different economies uh so they've got some of them have airports and and seaports the the poorer countries don't climate matters so more arid populations if your disease has certain mutations it'll spread more easily in arid and hot climates rather than cold climates um but then there's different things you can mutate you can you can mutate your disease so you can mutate it with different resistances so you can make it cold resistant because you have to infect the people up in greenland and greenland's pretty cold and your disease is going to have to be cold resistant to make it and and stay alive in Greenland. So at some point you're going to have to get some cold resistance. So how does this game play? Is it like risk or um... your dis- so just like a disease, your disease is constantly spreading from person to person. And every country has its own population and you watch kind of numbers increase. So you you start by infecting one person. You click on a country and you know you tap on a country and one person gets infected in that country. And then you start mutating your disease to make it spread more easily. You can mutate it to uh, give it different symptoms. So people have different symptoms. And eventually the symptoms that you mutate to cause death. Because hmm. the ultimate point is to kill everybody. Um, but you can kind of make the disease insidious. So you can make it have not a lot of symptoms. But spread really easily. And then you could mutate it to become very lethal very quickly kind of kill everybody or you can mutate it to be both very lethal and very aggressively spreading and then people will die as they go but the the more lethal your disease is the higher profile it is and the quicker the world gets on board to try to develop a cure for it oh and that's that's your villain is them trying to cure you exactly okay exactly and and if there are you know rich countries are able to uh to give more money to to the worldwide fund to figure out the cure but if you aggressively if you like develop some mutations that kind of aggressively attack these countries like the United States for instance uh you if you destroy the country obviously they stop contributing to the fund so there are a few different ways you can go about keeping your disease from being cured 
Uh, and the other interesting thing is that even if even if you you have to kill everybody to win the game. So if they're just infected but they don't die, you don't you don't win the game. So it seems like there are some interesting kind of uh, predicaments that you can get yourself into, where you because ha you have to make sure that you you spread the disease as well as make it aggressive to kill. Because if you if you kill like the last person before your disease has a chance to spread again, you lose the game. Even though you have a very like aggressively spreading disease. Wait, if you kill everyone before everyone gets your disease, you win the game. You you lose the game. Right. So say like seventy five percent of the population is in, is infected. And seventy five percent of the popul and that seventy five percent dies without being able to spread to another oh, area. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because your disease was so aggressive that it it killed its last host that was infected. So, what's the gameplay like? Like, are you you're so you're constantly getting these points that you can use to mutate your virus okay. or your bacteria, whatever you're using, your disease, um, and then you're watching a map of the world, uh, and there's basically these tiny little red pixels that are spreading across the world hmm. and you can buy the this and then you know you can see planes flying between different countries and you can tell when a disease is on a plane because the plane turns red hmm. so you can see the disease goes across across country or on a ship um and you can see also when your disease starts to spread very rapidly in a country like i started my disease in brazil for my first game and it, it spread very slowly at first and then I started mutating the disease and there came this like threshold in the game where about 25% of Brazil was red and within 15 seconds the entire country was red <laughs> because it just everybody got infected it's just it's a really cool idea they do a really good job implementing it there's a lot of different ways to play it because you're, you can mutate your disease in a huge number of different ways uh, so it's pretty neat it's it's pretty neat. If you have an iOS device, it's a it's a buck <laughs> for this game, and it's it seems endlessly replayable because there's some in-app purchase stuff if you want, but you can also on all of the in-app purchase stuff you can unlock if you play the game enough. Oh wow! It's it it's like 15 minutes you said to beat. Uh, on casual, so there are three difficulties. On the higher difficulties, it's going to take longer to beat. Okay, but if you just want a flavor of it, you can play the casual mode again for a buck. I can already tell you it is easily worth a dollar, right. uh, and it's something. It's definitely something you keep going back to. So, uh, and from my knowledge, it's only on iOS. So again, that's a bummer to Android users, and I'm I'm sorry uh, that you're on the wrong side uh, of the war. But you know, it is what it I'm is. I'm sure. Were you talking? I was busy getting phone reception. So, uh, the 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 big meaty, delicious, sexy game I've been playing. Uh, is called Lollipop Chainsaw. Have you heard of this? <sighs> Sorry, I was drinking Mountain Dew. What? <clears throat> Have you heard of this game, Lollipop Chainsaw? No. Lollipop, what uh, platform? Uh, PS3, Xbox 360. What do you have it on? Uh, PS3. Okay. No, I haven't heard of it. Okay. Have you heard of the developer uh, either Suda51 or Grasshopper Games? I heard about Pseudo and Breaking Bad, but otherwise, no. Okay, so uh, Pseudo51 has been a... He's, he's, he is a developer. That is obviously not his real name, but that is what his kind of nickname is. Uh, he's developed a few very interesting games. Uh, Killer7, have you heard of that? Yeah, I have heard of that. How do I know that game? Probably because it 
didn't get good reviews, but it got it it got kind of lauded for having great style. Yeah, what platform was that on? Uh, I think it was GameCube. Might okay. have been. I've GameCube. He- I definitely heard of it, but go ahead. Um, Shadows of the Damned, mm-hmm. which is a game that I talked about. I think I think I talked about that on one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's this game Lollipop Chain. So those are kind of his big his biggest three. Uh, but he worked on um the that emissary campaign for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh, uh, subspace subspace emissary. Subspace emissary. He worked on that. Um, he's where he's worked on a lot of different okay. stuff. Um. So he's got quite a quite like a catalog of stuff that he's done, um, but his games just kind of ooze style. So Lollipop Chainsaw, you take on the role of a cheerleader at like San Bernardino High or something like that. Uh, you also happen to be a zombie hunter, uh, as well as the rest of your family is a zombie hunter, and you're just this ditzy blonde cheerleader that uses both pom-poms and chainsaws to destroy zombies. Um, you have the decapitated head of your boyfriend, Nick. I have heard of this game. That you've cast a magic spell on in order to stay alive. Yeah, I have heard of this game. The, so, so the game is written by a guy, I, I think his name is Peter Gunn, and he has written some other movies in Hollywood. Uh, so it's got a real it's got a real comedy writer in it, and then it's got this this guy Suda, who when he makes games, he just makes the most batshit crazy like fun and funny games that I have that I have ever played. Shadows of the Damned was so good, and it ha- like it had some bad gameplay parts a little bit, but like overall it was just so funny and fun. It had the wackiest story that just made me want to play it. Well, Lollipop Chainsaw is very similar. The gameplay is very good. It's not great. It's got some problems. It's a beat-em-up. Um, uh, but again, it's it's good, not great. Uh, but it's got a story that spans you know over like six levels. Uh, each level takes about 45 minutes to beat, so it's a decently sized game it's got leaderboards and score attack modes that let kind of keep you going back to it Mm -hmm. but the story like the story that is carrying you through this game is so funny and some of the dialogue is just so good like you're in the middle of i'll give you an example you're in the middle of a killing zombies you're you're in the school that is completely overrun with zombies. Everybody's infected. You're trying to like save people. There's just blood everywhere. You've decapitated a bunch of zombies. And you're running up the stairs and your main character's like, "Oh, Nick, I just wish I knew more about you. What's your favorite color?" And he's like, "Blue." "No, green." And she goes, "Oh, this is so great. I'm just learning so much about you." And he goes, "No, I did it wrong. It's yellow." <laughs> and it's just what? it's just like this I know, it's just this like this random this random dialogue of stuff uh the like the interaction between the characters is so good um and like i as as far as just being able to kind of be excited about the game that's that's generally how it is uh i haven't i haven't finished the game yet um like i said the game's a beat 'em up so it's it's like a heavy heavily combo based uh system all melee stuff okay. uh the interesting thing about it is, again, you've got pom-poms and you've got this chainsaw. The chainsaw feels really slow. Like, you can tell it's a chainsaw because it takes it takes this chick a, a while to swing it around where the pom-poms are real quick. So 
the general like mantra of the game you can daze these zombies um and then you once you daze them using one chainsaw attack will decapitate them and kill them if you kill three zombies with one swing uh you get a sparkle hunting bonus and it does this slow-mo and a rainbow It, it goes like to this blue sparkly background all the zombies get decapitated and these rainbows shoot out of their heads and uh and then a big rainbow goes across the screen it just says sparkle bonus and it gives you some bonus currency um and then there's there are like these epic boss fights and one of the things i like the most about about suda's games and he did this in in shadows of the dam too is it's a beat-em-up but then it's got these weird gameplay varieties that you can tell you can tell somebody worked really hard for this part in this game to be there for three minutes like what i'll give you an yeah so i'll give you an example so there's uh there's an old atari game called elevator action yeah where you go up and down elevators that's i mean that's like moving back and forth across platforms or different elevators and and that's what you do okay um there is an and there's an arcade level in this game and you go into the arcade and you have to go there at different points in the arcade there are these arcade machines that turn on and you have to walk over to them and you get transported into these arcade cabinets and one of them is elevator action but it's not like an atari version of elevator action it is a completely redone 3d crazy colored like psychedelic colored elevator action right so you get in and it takes like i said it takes like three to five minutes to do this game you go up and down elevators you do normal gameplay mechanics on top of some other gameplay mechanics so you're you're beating up zombies and stuff but it's just the set piece of this elevator action arcade cabinet once it's done you never do it again Hmm. but you can tell that somebody worked really hard to make that work and so there's these another example is you cut through a psychedelic mushroom on a farm uh and you get high on drugs uh and when you come out of your drug high you're driving a giant combine tractor and running over zombies you have to run over a certain number of zombies. There, there is, there's no way to lose. You're just doing this, <laughs> and and your characters are like, what, "What the fuck were we doing?" <laughs> and it's because they were high on mushrooms. Uh, and then and then that part's done. Like that part is just done. So, there, like you can tell he, you can tell he, as a creator of games, just really has fun with the games he creates. Yeah. There are moments like this all over the game. The zombies will say just these horrible offensive things. Uh, and then there are other zombies that'll say just like the most random things. Like a, a teacher zombie will come out and he'll be like, it's time to do your homework. And he'll pick up a desk and throw it at you. You know, like, <laughs> so it's, it's got this. And so, so it also has this, you know, this kind of B horror movie, comedy to it as well um yeah yeah and you haven't beaten it yet have you i'm very close but how, how far are you into it um like i said it's i from what i can tell it's about six levels i am almost through the fifth like uh time wise uh i'd say about six hours so maybe it's like an eight to ten hour game yeah and it's not easy so there, uh you know like most games there are difficulty levels uh nor- normal is hard uh, normal is a difficult game for me, and I like third-person 
action beat em ups. I'm I'm relatively good at those. Yeah. And and I'm finding it challenging. Now it you it's you know it's an unlock system just like every other game. Um, so you're unlocking combos, you're unlocking like strength power ups, stuff like that. Um, you eat lollipops. That's your health. Um, you know you're. Uh, there's just so much random, wacky shit in this game. <laughs> it's hard to kind of keep track of and be able to, to talk all about. Is it as funny as Saints Row the Third? Uh, it's funnier in different ways. It, yes, yeah, I would say so. Wow. But it's more. It's more. Uh, it's more of a coherent story than Saints Row the Third. Because Saints Row the Third just, um, like, as an inevitability of an open world game like Saints Row the Third you can't really tell a long narrative uh, because you are constantly jumping from mission to mission and you're giving the player a lot of, a lot of agency as to where they go next, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Lollipop Chainsaw, it is you go from the start of a level to the end of a level. Um, and you get there, everybody's going to get there the same way, going through the same number of zombies, right? Mm-hmm. So there, he, like Suda, is allowed to tell a completely linear story that's just wacky as shit. Saints Row the Third is really good and wacky in a different way than Lollipop Chainsaw. And their senses of humor, while they are similar, their content is is very dissimilar. So, I mean, it's... Like, if you like horror movies, for instance, there is, like, you should play this regar- regardless of whether you even play video games. Because it... It, it, it has... It's homage to all these B-tier slasher horror movies. Yeah, it sounds very Army of Darkness with the whole severed head that talks kind of a thing. Absolutely. Uh, you, that would definitely be one of the influence I bet he would cite. Uh, yeah, it sounds like Army of Darkness meets the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. And I'm sure there is some Buffy in here, too. I'm sure of it. Because, I mean, that's a cheerleader that kills vampires. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll probably have more to talk about... Um, next time that we talk about it uh next time that we we podcast um because i will have beaten it by then um but just so far it is while it is not the best game i've ever played it is just a joy to play it is just so much fun wow that's 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 great like i love it a ringing endorsement i can't believe you haven't beaten it god six hours i beat halo 4 that was eight hours feel like you took longer than eight hours for that probably and it was the longest longer than eight hours of my life hey i've heard that i've heard some people drawing similarities due to metroid prime do you have any comment on that oh my god uh yeah i was playing it the other day and i felt like i was playing metroid prime just because the a couple of the enemies look like uh those little spiky guys from metroid prime it just in the whole overhead there's really one level where you're in a jungle and it basically feels like you're playing Metroid Prime. I miss those games. Yeah, I mean, because you can't lock on to stuff in this game. I mean, obviously, the, it felt so different. You know what I was thinking? They should reveal that Master Chief is a woman. Named Samus Aran? Well, okay, technically, his name is John. So they've already given that away. So it's probably a guy. But wouldn't that be crazy if the voice was just really deep because it was this, like, voice box thing? And it was really a woman inside? Or it was a woman with a penis. Or it was a woman with a penis inside? Or it was just a penis that talks. And that is the twist. And then Shyamalan should do the next Halo 4. 
What a twist! <laughs> <laughs>